Black Rifle Coffee Company set out on a mission to make the best cup of coffee that's ever hit your mug. And I think they've hit that mission straight on. Their dream has been to sell enough premium coffee to build a support network for veterans, first responders, and law enforcement. And thanks to your support, that dream has come true. Black Rifle Coffee is roasted by a veteran-led team of brilliant coffee graders who work tirelessly to roast and bag the highest quality coffee here in America. And the coffee is truly one of a kind and my favorite. Your support has helped Black Rifle Coffee Company expand their team of active duty service members, veterans, and veteran family members. And they were able to donate over 120,000 bags of coffee to veterans and first responders in 2022. Visit blackriflecoffee.com Dana and use my code Dana at check out for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana. Use code Dana and also look for Black Rifle Coffee in grocery and convenience stores. Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee. And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with the Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with the Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there. That committee... And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that. So that is Kevin McCarthy, who is addressing the whole situation with Adam Schiff having a fit for not being on the Intel Committee. Welcome to the program. Happy Wednesday to you, Dana Lash. I want to dive in real quick and I want to hear because this is actually one of our top topics today. I want to hear what the president is saying about uh, sending the tanks in, uh, sending some tanks, rather those M1 Abrams to Ukraine. Let's join this live and in progress. We'll take a, take a couple of minutes of Europe. this. We've got the NATOization of Finland. He's gotten something he never intended. Together with our allies and partners, we've sent more than 3,000 armored vehicles, more than 8,000 artillery systems, more than 2 million rounds of artillery ammunition, and more than 50 advanced multi-launch rocket systems, anti-ship and air defense systems, all to help counter Ukraine's brutal aggression that's happening because of Russia. And look, today's announcement builds on the hard work and commitment from countries around the world, led by the United States of America, to help Ukraine defend its sovereignty and its territorial integrity. That's what this is about, helping Ukraine defend and protect Ukrainian land. It is not an offensive threat to Russia. There is no offensive threat to Russia. If Russia troops return to Russia, They'll be there where they belong. This war would be over today. That's what we all want, an end of this war in just and lasting terms. You know, our teams do not permit one nation. We're not going to allow one nation to steal a neighbor's territory by force. Our terms that preserve Russia's sovereign, Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity and honor the U.N. Charter, that's our, they're the terms we're working on. And, you know, these are, the, these are the terms we all signed up for and 143 nations voted for in the United Nations General Assembly last October. So the United States, standing shoulder to shoulder with allies and partners, is going to continue to do all we can to support Ukraine. Putin expected Europe 
than the United States to weaken our resolve. He expected our support for Ukraine to crumble with time. He was wrong. He was wrong. And he was wrong from the beginning, and he continues to be wrong. We are united. America is united, and so is the world. And we approach the one-year mark, as we do, of the Russian full-scale invasion of Ukraine. We remain united and determined, as ever, in our conviction and our cause. These tanks are further evidence of our enduring, unflagging commitment to Ukraine and our confidence in the skill of the Ukrainian forces. As I told President Zelensky when he was here, and today's his birthday, by the way, in December, we're with you for as long as it takes, Mr. President. Ukrainians are fighting an age-old battle against aggression and domination. It's a battle Americans have fought proudly time and again. And it's a battle we're going to make sure the Ukrainians are well-equipped to fight as well. This is about freedom, freedom for Ukraine, freedom everywhere. It's about the kind of world we want to live in, the world we want to leave to our children. So may God protect the brave Ukrainian defenders of their country and keep the flame of liberty burning brightly as we can. Thank you. Mr. President, why are you taking this decision now? Did Germany force you to change your mind on sending tanks? <laughs> Germany didn't force me to change your mind. We wanted to make sure we were all together. That's what we're going to do all along. And that's what we're doing right now. Thank Mr. you. Mr. President, any response to the Pence disclosures of classified documents? Sir, are the searches of your homes completed? Mr. President, when is Jeff Zion starting as your next chief of staff? Will you search for Hobart? He's not going to answer a damn thing. He's not going to answer anything. What a weird presser, by the way. He was getting ahead of himself on a couple of things. So like I said, welcome to the show, Dana Lasher. I wanted to hear a couple of, of bits of that because I actually was that the first question asked was literally what I was wondering. I thought he would talk a little bit about that uh, because Germany ended up sending some of their tanks in. And so now apparently we're going to be sending some M1, M1 Abrams. Now, I will say this because I was raising that. I actually looked into this yesterday because they, they go on jet fuel, right? But apparently they're, I don't know what word you would say for it. They can apparently go on pretty much almost any type of fuel, but they're fuel guzzlers and they get like three miles to the gallon. However, I will say the M1 is, that's what, that's, if you're going to, if you're going to send something in, you know, that's what you're going to send in, right? That's, that's the thing that you're going to send in. So there's a number of ways to look at this. And I noticed that Mike Pompeo, who it, he's on a book tour right now, he's, also, he's been talking quite a lot about this. So if you're if you're just joining us, the uh, Biden President Biden made a announcement that they're sending 31 US M1 Abram tanks to Ukraine. And I just will say, I just want to remind everybody that remember, it was uh, Gates, former Defense Secretary Gates, Obama's uh, who was under Barack Obama, who said that Joe was, quote, wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. So just just wanted just want to put that out there now this is expected these tanks are being sent over there ahead of what many are saying is like the next russian offensive and here's here's what i've been seeing because i was because you guys know where i stand i am not a nation builder i do not like to commit any resources or lives to anything that is not in america's interest and it feels like a lot of the argument that's being made as to well yes this is absolutely in america's interest is a little specious and i talked you know biden was mentioning this u.n pact and um this thing that and i've written a couple of articles about this uh how you know, there's this misunderstanding that the United States has to get involved with, you know, and, and immediately jump in and do it and, and, and 
per, and commit itself to any kind of armed conflict depending on what Ukraine does. And that's an inaccurate reading of that agreement, by the way, which I have poured over extensively on these airwaves and in writing. Uh, However, what I've been hearing from folks, and and this has been kind of like tossed back and forth in the, on the internet. And I've seen foreign policy hawks, you know, go out and and fight this back and forth. The argument that's made is that, well, you know, if Russia is able to, uh, you know, assume control of Ukraine, then they're not going to stop there. They're going to go right up to NATO's borders. Well, aren't they kind of already there? I mean, they're already at NATO's borders. So I find that to be a specious argument because the presupposition is that it's going to expand beyond that and take back those former Soviet republics, which I don't necessarily see that. I mean, I know that they talk a really good game, but when you look at the the economy of Russia, and yeah, they got a little bit of a boost because of dirty gas and oil. But when you look at when you look at Russia and and the the I mean they've they've gone through their young men. Uh, the economy can't handle it. They China. If if there was a serious threat of them actually doing something like that, I think you would have seen more of a partnership between China and Russia than you do now because China doesn't want to yoke themselves to that. So I just find that to be kind of a weak argument to necessitate you know committing even more than this now. I and I and I just I just don't you know maybe it's not being naive I'm just you know I'm just kind of sitting back eyes wide open here looking at the way this is this has all been playing out I just do not see that I mean if you want to have the discussion as to whether or not they're already by I mean they already are by on NATO borders it's it's weird that that's the and I've seen that made in like major publications that argument has been made in major publications so I just it just doesn't make, you know, I just don't, I, I, I just don't see that as being something that's legit. Because when you look at some of them, you have a bunch that are, that are in the beginning stages. I mean, when you look at the, the, the NATO map, I mean, Latvia is a NATO member. Estonia, those are NATO members. Russia borders Latvia and Estonia. So they're already at NATO borders. What is this argument that, well, they're going to expand and, and then Russia is going to be right in. I mean, they're already near a bunch. Of, they're already near them. So that just doesn't make any sense to me. That that would I mean in Norway, Norway's a NATO member. So and then you have some prospective members that butt right up against. So I just to me that just doesn't make any that seems like a specious argument to make. So we're sending 31 M1A1 Abrams tanks. That's going to be basically an entire battalion that we're sending over there. And we're also going to have um, a bunch of M88 recovery vehicles, some heavily armored land craft. Uh, things like that. CNBC reported that the Pentagon is going to oversee training, maintenance and logistics supports for M1A1 tanks. And they're going to train people because apparently it takes a full 30 days to learn how to to operate these things uh, in, 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 a, in a competent manner. But I mean, they're 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 pretty much like rolling helms deep. I mean, that's kind of I mean, there's no other there's no other way, but they're going to have a, a battalion. They said they're going to be delivered in the next few months. And that was that was announced today. So I, um, it's, when he was asked whether or not Germany, this is the question I was wondering, and I think it was somebody from NBC that asked him that, uh, when they asked if whether or not Germany forced him to change his mind on sending Ukraine some tanks, Biden had said, well, Germany didn't force me to change my mind. We wanted to make sure we were all together. That's what we were going to do all along. That's what we're doing now. But it doesn't really seem like that was the plan the entire time. You know what I mean? It seems like he, uh, and and I understand, and I actually don't. Here's the thing. I actually don't begrudge the slow movement on this. I mean, this would be one of the first times ever, I think, that a Democrat 
Although they are pretty warmongery because they enable every single situation, every single opportunity to set up any kind of conflict to take place. And then they act like, oh, well, it's too late. And then they act like ignoring, you know, all of these other opportunities to deescalate. You know, they just, well, they just it didn't happen. We missed it. But when I look at, we just had a couple of stories about uh, shortages of weaponry. Uh, we have our strategic oil reserve drained. So our national energy security is at risk. And I realize that, you know, we're, that House Republicans are saying that they've, oh, we've got a, a plan to address this. Well, that's true. And this is not, uh, I don't believe that this is on their hands. However, we're in a position where if something were to go sideways, that's kind of in a, that's putting us in a, a rough position, I think. So this is the latest. They settled on 31 tanks. They said that it could take as long as 12 months. And this is what some officials are stressing, according to the Washington Times. It could take as long as 12 months for these tanks to get there. 12 months. This is a lot, hell of a lot can happen in 12 months. I mean, a lot that can happen in 12 months. So we're kind of keeping our eye on that. So that's one of the things that we have that we're going to be discussing today. Also, some of the movement in the House and where your tax dollars are going. Hey, it's going back to EcoHealth, which is tied to the Wuhan lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got that. I got a whole bunch of stuff for you. Uh, energy, Enviro, Wokery, uh, all kinds of stuff. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. You don't want to miss any of it. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers service with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. So if you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks so you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our god-given rights and freedoms resolve now to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values the patriot mobile 100 u.s based customer service team makes switching easy just visit patriotmobile.com dana or call them at 878 patriot get free activation today with the offer code dana that's patriotmobile.com dana or call 878 patriot patriotmobile.com dana or call 878 Patriot. The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet and your 401k. With the stock market so volatile these days, is it smart to make a prediction? In 2022, all of the market predictions were way off. If you want to invest your hard-earned money, don't make a prediction on your own. It will lead to some painful consequences. What should you do? Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Department of Justice is suing Google over their digital ad practices. They're facing their second antitrust lawsuit from the Department of Justice in just two years over its dominance in the digital ad market. It's seen the tech giant operate in both the buying and selling of ads in addition to running the ad exchange. Dwayne Waite is going to face off against his ex-wife in court because the ex-wife opposes their 15-year-old son from legally changing his name to that of a girl's and to change his gender to that of a girl's. And the ex-wife is saying that Dwayne Wade is only doing it to capitalize on financial opportunities because apparently all kinds of uh, 
sponsorship and influencer deals <clears throat> excuse me have been made and so wade says he has the full authority to make decisions on behalf of the 15 year old and i don't know it seems like the mom should maybe be listened to here also a couple other things uh norway's supreme court there's so this is funny because apparently norway and latvia are having a fight over snow crabs a giant fight the, there's a, apparently now a ruling on a snow crab, crab case that's going to have implications for oil and minerals. Non-EU Norway has sovereignty over the Svalbard Arctic Islands. But there was a treaty from 1920 that says other countries can also have access. And so their Supreme Court is hearing arguments on now whether they can actually EU ships can fish for snow crab off the Arctic Islands north of Norway. And that actually could set up the next battle over who has the rights to explore for oil and minerals in the region. It was a Latvian fisheries company that applied to the non-EU country for a fishing license, license to catch snow crab, but it was turned down because they said only Norwegian vessels can do it. So Latvia argue, was arguing with them, and that's how it... it was. It's the great snow crab fight of 2022 that's extending into this year. So, mm-hmm. Seattle morgues are overflowing with dead bodies due to fentanyl. Oh, man, there's a morgue in Seattle... That's apparently they're not the only one. Uh, they said that they're reportedly running out of space for the bodies of people who have uh, who overdose on fentanyl. Dr. Faisal Khan, who is the director of public health Seattle in King County, said that the preliminary data shows 2022 is going to set a heartbreaking record for overdose deaths, particularly amongst the homeless population. He says it's driven by fentanyl, and he says a lot of people don't realize maybe they're taking it because it's, they can make it look like cocaine or prescription pills or like Smarties. Although, I mean, you can kind of tell if it's like a real smarty or one of these like generic jacked up looking weird smarties, you know, that comes in a dirty bag. I'm just saying there's a difference. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. There was a baby last month that had barely survived after accidentally ingesting fentanyl at a playground in San Francisco. And nobody knows how the baby came in contact with the substance. They didn't even know what was happening until a firefighter who was arrived on the scene recognized signs of the overdose and administered Narcan and saved the child's life. So craziness in Seattle. We got a lot more in store. Stick with us. More of the Dana Show back after this. Friends, 2022 is history. Have you thought about what you'll do in 2023? How you will make it better than last year? Every new year is a new opportunity. So I have a great way for you to make the most of this one. This year, resolve to become a better educated American. And the good folks at Hillsdale College have made their amazing online courses free for all who wish to learn. And my challenge to you is just take one of their fantastic courses. You can discover the beauty of the Bible in the Genesis story, or study the writings of C.S. Lewis, or explore the true meaning of America in Constitution 101. There are many more to choose from, and all these self-paced free courses feature Hillsdale faculty and scholars. Visit Dana4FORHillsdale.com and pick one of more than 30 free Hillsdale courses. I hope you'll accept my challenge and resolve to be a more educated American in 2023. Pick whichever course you like at Dana4Hillsdale.com and start your free online course today. That's Dana4FORHillsdale.com. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. But we will not be quiet. We're not going away. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. I don't regret this. What is the end of the day? Our mission now is to restore the credibility and integrity of this institution of which the speaker has so gravely, so gravely smashed and destroyed. 
Congressman Eric Swalwell. He uh, he made. They were having a press conference today. Just a little bit ago, actually. Don't look at me like that. Some of you are going to send me hate mail, and it's not my fault. You know, give the man some beano. I don't know. Welcome back to the program. Your illustrious hostess here. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash. No, it's um, it's they they're upset. He's mad because he got kicked off the intel committee. She's mad because she's always mad. Who else was there? Schiff, Schiff, Adam Schiff was there. Can we? I dropped this audio in Slack. Can you grab that? Because they're they're upset over. They also complained about George Santos, which I am finding more increasingly hysterical. Listen to this. Is seeding uh, a human fraud, George Santos on committees, uh, a serial uh, fabricator about every part of his existence. So Adam Schiff is mad. He's very. He says he's a human fraud. Like he's not a human. He's a human. Why would you say he's not? Is he an alien? <gasps> Is that why all those, you've had all those UFOs? Is, are we building up to that? Is George Santos like the first? Is she, is George Santos, is he the first alien serving? I'm just curious. He's always a human fraud and a serial fabricator. Hey, go ask your fake Indian for comment. Go find that white, uh, blonde hair, blue eyed lady who made uh, crab dip and, and said it was a Native American recipe. Go find her. Senator Pow Wow Chow. Go find her and ask her what she thinks. Or, you know what? They act like George Santos drove a woman into a pond and then left. Oh, no, that's a Democrat. Yeah, I, oh, I know, but I'm saying. It's, so, see, it's D different. If you're a Democrat, you can do whatever you want to do, and they're totally fine with it. It's just, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, as long as you're a Democrat, you got that Democrat privilege. By the way, he had this press conference and he was legit standing next to someone who married their brother so that they could get into the United States. I'm just, just, or he could get in the United States. Just, you know, just gonna lay that out there. That human fraud, like he's not a human. You're, how dare you, sir? How dare you? All right, so a few things. Because Swalwell was saying, well, uh, he, he was complaining that he got death threats because he got kicked off the intel community. The Intel Committee, excuse me. I thought he would get death threats because it came out that he banged a Chinese spy. A CCP spy. Communist China spy. I would think that the death threats would be... I don't believe him either. I so don't believe that he gets death threats. And by the way, everybody in the public eye gets death threats at a different level of severity. So I just don't... I, I don't do this woe is me thing. I don't do it. He's got the... like. He's, he sort of has like his attitude... But he's very upset. He says McCarthy's going to regret giving uh, all three of us more time on our hands. Well, you got more time for CCP spies, I'm just saying. We know what you did the last time you had all that time on your hands. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but, you know. Hmm. So um, this is one of, the, <laughs> one of the things that we've been watching. I also was watching a little earlier uh, Joe Scarborough. I was watching clips of him having a fit. Who was it? Uh, it was uh, over at... Um, Grabian, right? It was Tom Elliott over at Grabian who took yesterday. I didn't even play it because Joe Scarborough doesn't even matter. In my world, he just does not exist. I just, there's nothing he says that moves anything on its axis. Nothing at all. But he lost his mind this morning. I Apparently, every people were talking about how he was a big baby because he's got coronavirus. He's got the Wu flu again, but he's had like 11 frillion like shots and boosters 
Isn't that he? And he was like, I'm going to go get my fourth one. I'm going to get my fourth booster. And then he got mad because everybody on the Internet was making fun of him for this. They were all laughing at him. Audio Summit 11. Listen, he was just he. This is why they're they're making fun of him. You know, it's interesting. I I had not gotten my covid uh, booster. Mm -hmm. Um, Which one? The fourth. The fourth. Because, you know, we went to London. Then got COVID, COVID. Yeah. got completely COVID. knocked down for a while. That COVID. Uh, yeah, got exactly. COVID. Well, I wouldn't say mine. You were knocked down for months. Months? Yes. I wouldn't say mine. No, it was a long time. So he went off and he called Tom Elliott a moron and all this other stuff. Yeah, and, 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 and yelled at it. was just go. He was enraged because everyone was making fun of him. Because he's like, I can't believe it. I was knocked down. Can you believe this? I probably need more boosters and shots. It's crazy. And then they made fun of him and he got really upset and went off and called everybody morons and all this other stuff. That's like one of the reasons I just do not pay attention to him uh, at all. But this is just funny. So what does he think that he if he would have gotten his fourth one? uh, Does he think that he would not have gotten it? Is that the his thinking? Do you have it from this morning where he's calling everybody a moron? Yeah, play this. This is so funny. (laughs) Getting COVID and and, and should have gotten a fourth booster shot a lot of these freaks go oh fourth booster shot robot no listen here's the deal moron oh if you get a flu shot what do you do do you go to the doctor oh my god you want me to have a 50th flu shot no you get a flu shot every year right because they're like and as we're finding out with this pandemic well it lasts six months maybe a year so yes yes put on your big boy pants put on your big girl pants and if you want to be he's healthy, so he mad bro he's so mad he's like morons listen here you freaks here's the difference so the flu shot actually gives you a portion of like the dead or weakened flu strain and they kind of take a guess at which strain it's going to be and you get that and then your body builds up the resistance to it that's what it means to build immunity to that that's how the flu shot works and i still don't take it because you know, if your body's sensitive to that strain or whatever, you can still get f- full-blown full blown flu. No, yes, you can. Shut up. So, oh, yeah. yeah, you can. But what this thing does is it, with the, with, that's not how mRNA works. It's so not even how it works. It does not transfer or build up an immunity to this. In fact, it interferes with your body's ability to do so. That's the difference. So him sitting here and comparing it, it just doesn't work you morons you freaks i mean what who does that and then mika just sits there mm-hmm, you're so right joe just gonna agree with you i may not have a job if i didn't i'm so right it's just they got so mad at them mad at me one time because i responded to them they talked about me and then i responded to them and they were like keep your our name out of your mouth or something and i'm like why are you talking well first off no you don't even say that phrase like it comes to you naturally First off, shut up. And secondly, this is how conversations work. You say something about me and I respond. You can't cry about it after. Right? It's the way it works. Golly. So they're really, he's still, you know why he's, you know why he got it? Because he's, he's probably just weak. I don't know. Just the way it is. I don't know. He's, how many times has he had it? I don't even care. I don't care anymore. I just don't care. Uh, audio sound by 13. Speaking of George Santos, can I come back to this guy for a minute? Because I'm finding him more and more hysterical every time. He kind of, um, I was trying to think, he reminds me of some movie character. And I can't think, maybe like Duckface grown up from Full House. 
Remember that kid? He used to try to kiss Jody Sweeten's character before Jody, Jody Sweeten grew up and then stabbed DJ Tanner in the back. Anyway, here's Senator John Kennedy, our favorite Republican from Louisiana, talking about George Santos. He appears to be a bunny boy. Um, he, like every other American, is entitled to due process. But uh, if, if the allegations prove to be true, I would boot him. He's nutty as a fruitcake. Or I called him a bunny baller. I don't know if you've seen fans of attraction, but there are people like that out there. What did he, okay, can I just, what the hell did he just say? Bunny boar? What? Bunny bar? Bunny bar? Yeah, isn't that an ice cream with the nuts on it? He's a bunny bar? Is that what it is? I should look that up, but I think that's an ice cream with... If with- I ever have him on the show, I'm going to play that, and I'm going to be like, this is what has plagued my night every day, ever since I heard this. Every night, I want to know what you said here. Kind of reminding me of, uh, what's her name? Was it, is it Teeter or Skeeter on Yellowstone? And she wanted that, she wanted uh, a bar, and she... <laughs> She had such a yeah. See, <laughs> she had such a twang. Nobody could understand what she wanted. <laughs> I want to buy that bar, <laughs> and her boyfriend's like, "What? <laughs> we what?" Yeah, bunny bars are ice cream with a bunch of nuts in it. Well, who does? Who makes that kind of ice cream? That's evil. That's a real ice cream. And they have uh, bunny tracks, so they have bunny tracks and bunny bars. Man, I love that he went that far with it. Anyway, before I get distracted by the bunny bar. Look at I want you know I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this right now I wouldn't Duckface Full House let me see okay I swear to you George Santos is Duckface from Full House I'm not even making this up I have never seen anything it's him there the, it's the same dude it is absolutely him there's no other way around it I mean even if it's not it is they're the same guy Kane I put it in Slack tell me I'm wrong I'm not no you're not holy cow. Same dude. It does that kid does kind of look like a Chris Hayes though, if you think about it. Yeah, but he looks more like George Santos because of the glasses. I, George Santos apparently lied about everything, and it even went as a drag queen one time. Lying is not illegal in Congress. Yes, is it? Is it ethically, morally bad? Yes. Is it illegal if you're in Congress? No. They act like he, like I said, he drove a woman in a pond and left. Just saying. I mean, if Ted Kennedy can kill a chick and get off, then I'm pretty sure a line about being a drag queen and a few other things ranks a little bit lower on the totem pole of OMG. Okay? Pretty sure. Golly. There's, I just, it just kills me that there are people who are so morally and ethically bankrupt, right, that they, they all get together and they're so mad because this dude beat a Democrat for this seat. He took the seat from a Democrat, and they're so mad that they got had by this guy. Of all the people to own them, it was this guy. I mean, it wasn't, and, and, and everything they say about him is true. I mean, at least that I've seen. He should just be like, yeah, and? He should say, I didn't drive a woman in a pond, or I never lied about being an American Indian to get professional advancement and lied on all these application forms, including forms to get hired at Harvard. I never did any. I mean, he should just go down the list. I never lied and said I served and saw combat in Vietnam, Blumenthal, when I didn't. I mean, he should just and just lay it all out and then be like, come at me. Catch me outside. How about now? And then leave it at that. If he's smart, that's what he'd do. He actually did say crime more at one point. Now, do I, would I leave him in charge of my dog? No. No, because I totally don't trust him to do that. 
But the voters have to make the decision as to whether or not they like him enough to keep him there or not. I mean, he's got to prove himself. He's there. They're just so mad. How many press conferences are they going to have bitching and moaning? Oh, we got kicked off this committee. Kevin McCarthy is so mean. He's so mean to us. Well, one of you married your brother. The other one banged a CCP spy. And, you know, the other one I don't think can blink. He looks like he's like 90% made of meth. So it's just, I just, you know, I can't really, can't really take it seriously. I just can't. Oh, we have uh, a lot more on the way, including, I got some wokery for you. And we have all the latest with uh, that decision from the president this morning. Boy, I hope we don't get involved in a war. That would be, that would just blow. That would not be fun at all. I hope we can avoid that. Maybe I'm not I'm not too confident with who's in the White House to do it. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the p15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the p15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter p15 first up close and personal at keltecweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. What are your national security questions? I just, what was, you know, what are, same thing for Trump. I mean, why did you do it? What were in the documents? How were they held? Who had access to them? Um, let me just say this. I've known President Biden for a long time. I don't think there's, I'd be shocked if there's anything sinister here. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation. Yeah, well, you know, I disagree with them. And I think that they've been in there too long. I mean, they can. I get it that they're probably friends because they've served in the Senate together. The rest of us aren't friends with them. We're, we're not all friends with them. And furthermore, Joe Biden only just like recently became, you know, a, a Swiss cheese brained kind of addled you know seemingly innocuous sort of grandpa he's always been a mean dude always been a mean guy mean mean and snotty so go back and look at some of the stuff that he said and and the way that he's handled himself previously i mean that's just who he is so no i don't and lindsey graham said i think i think you've been in there too long this is i i do think there's something malicious because they hit it they knew exactly what they were doing. The fact that they shared office space with in a CCP-financed office. Good grief, man. You know, this is about the sake of the country, not about you maintaining friendships. I mean, what he did during the Kavanaugh thing was great and all, but man, come on. You know, the, the tenor of American politics is, what have you done for me lately? So I think people are looking. It's time to pay the troll toll, so to speak. Just saying, you know, not the, not the same thing at all few other things to hit here. I saw this headline and made me instantly mad last night. 
Ferraris will still growl even when they run on batteries. The supercar filed to patent filed a patent to uh, boom electric drivetrain sounds out to to play those out via external speakers. So the Italian car brand they want a patent for enhancing the performance, and they. It, they said it's going to record genuine sounds from the electric motor and other component components, and they're going to pump it out from a quote sound re- reproduction device at the back of the car. Don't even look like that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't care if it says Ferrari. It's dumb. It's dumb and stupid. Carbuzz first saw it with USPTO, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and they said they had designs and all kinds of stuff that they submitted. They're going to have these speakers at the back, and that's going to that's going to play out the sound, so you can still have that sound. You know what? That's that's dumb. Mm-mm. But then you can turn those speakers into concert speakers, right? Later, like you just roll up back up into some party. Dude, let me warn you: if we get pushed into this, if we get pushed into these, I don't care. It's not. I want my gas-powered vehicle. If we get pushed into EVs, oh, I will, my friends. Remember, I will have speakers out in the back of my car, and I will be so loud and obnoxious with them. You're going to hear me coming from a state away. I will, I will burst eardrums with this. If I'm forced into it, if I'm forced into it, Katie, bar the door. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I could do a whole show on how much I hate EVs just because I just do. Stay with us. Second hour on the way. I have no intention of letting the Republicans wreck our economy, nor does anybody around this table, in my view. And again, we're going to speak about continuing our support for Ukraine. And uh, it's an idea that has bipartisan support, like some of what we passed had bipartisan support. And uh, so we're going to speak about nominations going forward quickly. Uh, You know what? He says that he has no intention of letting Republicans wreck the economy. And that's because he already did it. So he wants that distinction all to himself. He wants it all to himself. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here. I've been, I'm just probably going to complain the rest of the day online on Twitter about Ferrari and that goofy noise that it's adding to the engine. I cannot get over it. I'm still mad about it. It's just like the last cool thing. Can I just, will you indulge me for one second? Just, and then I'm going to get into the rest of the stuff that y'all are here for. Okay, there's certain things that I like. Right. If you're going to go and you're going to get like a, a, an awesome car, get an awesome car. Right. If you like EVs because you like the tech and all that, then do it. You know, if it don't don't sit here and do it, though, and tell me that you're doing it because you care about the economy or the environment because you're a liar. It's it's actually worse for the environment. But I don't honestly whatever I do what you're going to do. OK, just leave me the hell alone. But one thing that you will not do is you're not going to sit here and ruin all the cars in the world by making everything an EV. I had, we had a, a friend who was like, yeah, I'm going to get the electric Hummer. It drives sideways. And I'm like, woo, what are you going to use that for? How many times are you going to drive your damn car sideways? I'm going to crab it, crab walk it down the highway. Who does? No. I don't care. And now, like, what they're doing with Ferrari, I was reading Car Buzz. I'm this mad about it. They, they're essentially, they've, they filed with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to... to Patent the way that it plans its EVs to emit powertrain noise so that the sound is going to correspond to the uh, motor, the, the rotational speed of the motor. And so I'm like, you could also just keep the internal combustion engine. You just keep that, you know. But it's, it's so now you got to fake, you got to add a fake sound to your car for it to go vroom. 
You have to add your fake vroom sound. That's just so lame. And it gives me the same energy as the plant patties that pretend to be meat. It's the same vibe, man. It's the same energy. It's the wussification of another like cool thing that we have as humans. Like cool cars. Now we're going to we're going to make everything EVs. I don't like them because you can't hear them when they sneak up on you. Put a damn bell on it or something. But this, we're going to make it to where how cool is it going to be? It's it's just like this Rube, I was reading more about it. It's like this Rube Goldberg audio engineering design when you could just keep the damn engine on it. Because guess what? We are always going to have oil and gas. You know what we don't have enough of? The rare earth elements to give every wannabe scenester schmuck out there an EV and to replace your stupid batteries whenever you have to. That's going to cost more than the actual purchase price of your car. That's what we don't have the ability to do. But by all means... By all means, it's so dumb. So I'm, okay, I'm going to stop complaining about it right now, but I am telling you. (sighs) Okay. I thank you for indulging me. All right, let's go to the other stuff that we got too. I may come back to this. I'm just mad. The House passed a bipartisan bill banning the sale of oil from our strategic petroleum reserve to China. It amazes me that we had to actually pass a bill to do this. Here's the thought. Maybe let's not drain our reserves to give China stuff. They hate us, right? Maybe let's not do that. The fact that we had to really pass a bill to do this is kind of amazing. But I'm glad it's going to head to the Democrat-controlled Senate where who knows what will happen. They probably, they, just because a Republican passed it, they'll probably, they'll probably let it languish and die or they'll, they'll vote it down. That's kind of how it works in Congress. You could cure all the diseases of the world. But if a Republican passes it up, the Democrats are going to look at it like, oh, this is bad. It cures all the diseases of the world. All the diseases? Yes, all of them. We can't let the Republicans do this. Let's tax them uh, crazy spending on this. And then when they vote it down, we're going to call their bluff on wanting to cure all the diseases in the world. And then two birds in one stone. We don't get the blame for it. That's really how they approach all this, which is actually kind of genius. But that's how that's how it works. It's just it's. Crazy. Now, the Department of Defense just gave another bunch of your tax dollars to the EcoHealth Alliance. They got a $3 million grant from DOD because apparently no one can learn their lesson about bat viruses. So the Wuhan Institute of Virology, you remember that crazy place? It's pretty much, I mean, that's, 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 uh, what, I mean, how many horror films got their start with that? So they have the New York, it's the New York-based nonprofit, EcoHealth Alliance. They got another $3 million grant after they fun- funneled millions of taxpayer dollars to the uh, Wuhan Institute of uh, Making Bat Viruses. And they made it there. Can I just sidebar? Who sits there and is like, wow, this virus, it's, it'd be really bad if it was in humans, huh? Yeah, let's study how to make it more transmissible to humans. Who does that? They do. Yeah, they do. You don't tell me that this wasn't biowarfare, okay? Don't tell me that. So, yes, it was part of their... The grant was awarded, ironically, as part of a DOD program related to countering weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> Richard Ebright is a professor at Rutgers, and he was saying that USA Spending.gov reports that EcoHealth Alliance, despite possibly having caused the pandemic and definitely having repeatedly and gravely violated the terms of U.S. government grant, currently has 12 active U.S. government grants and contracts, totally more than $34 million, and they just gave $3 million too. Yeah, so there you go. So yay, we're still funding all this stuff. What in the world? And we're, we're doing that, and everybody's got classified documents. I think the question now, the way, really the better 
way to approach this is to find out who doesn't have them. Just ask who doesn't have classified documents among them of people in D.C. Not you. You don't need to raise your hand. Why? Do you got some stuff? Is that what it is? You getting your Hunter Biden laptop back? Yeah, you are? Okay. Yeah, you remember Kane pulled a Hunter, lost his laptop. I'm just never going to let that happen. I didn't leave it never at a repair shop. Down. I didn't leave it at a repair shop. He had two of them, though. I was at a, I, I left it at an aggressive You left your TSA. laptop like Ashley, Dyer, like Ashley Biden left her diary in that uh, flop house mattress. That is so Which not, is a true story. Every syllable I just said. No. <laughs> I mean, the Ashley Biden flop house mattress thing is completely a thousand that percent true. That part is true. That part is you true. You didn't leave it in a flop house mattress, but, but you, you. Left, you left it in the federal version of that, which thought, is a TSA bin. thought I was going to have to defend myself there for a second. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. Going to put you in one of those deprivation tanks. All right. So, yeah. The, uh, so, Mike Pence came out yesterday. You want, <laughs> I, I was entertaining myself with the idea of this theory. Do you think that he... <laughs> do you think that he maybe was like, hey, I got these things, too, so he could get his name back out there <laughs> 24? I'm just wondering. I'm just... <laughs> think he did? No, I, don't think so. I mean, now when Lindsey Graham was like, "Oh, I don't think that uh, Joe Biden, you know, I don't think there's anything, you know, malicious or anything here." I don't believe him. But if he said that about Mike Pence, Mike Pence, I don't think is mean. I think that he is—he's not mean at all. He seems like a very nice guy, but he also seems like he is very eager to make peace, which sometimes you just can't do. You know what I mean? Yes, blessed are the peacemakers. Yes, yes, yes. But sometimes also blessed are the people who kick you in the neck. I'm just saying. It's not. It's not stop it. I'm so going to get some emails. And they're all going to be from probably members of my family. So just put your keyboards away. So point being is I was thinking about this and, I, and I'm like he I, he didn't have like apparently top secret stuff. He just had some classified or confidential stuff so it wasn't as bad as all the csi stuff from what i read initially and now but but the issue is though everyone's acting like oh i guess biden's not so bad look at you republicans got another one yeah okay if pence had an office space with the ccp and if he had a crackhead son who passed out in his hoarder garage with the documents mere feet away then yeah maybe you'd have something but you know I, it's just a little bit difficult for me to prevail upon myself to agree with you because then we'd both be wrong so it's not the same it's completely entirely totally not even in the ballpark of sameness not even in the same galaxy you've seen some of those hubble telescope images and you see like little bitty dots of light and they're like oh yeah those are galaxies way 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 far away from our home okay that's where that comparison's at that's how far away it is so don't it's not even in the same not in the same one um <sighs> I'm just waiting, though. Hey, you, you want, I feel like we should make bets on when how many press conferences uh, Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff and all those people are going to hold to not because they're mad about not having committee spots on the Intelligence Committee. Uh, also, earlier today, the president announced they're sending 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. I don't know why he's doing it now as opposed to earlier, but uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, scientists say that Biden's bringing the world closer than ever to nuclear annihilation. So normally I make fun of the doomsday clock because it's like a bunch of people who dress like they're, you know, like they live in the Matrix hippie collective. And they, you know what I mean? Like they, they dress like they shop at free people. 
You know that label? It's like the hippier Johnny was, right? It's where all the hippies shop. It's the younger hippie version, like Sundance is for old hippies. The free, you guys know I'm right. Free people and Johnny was are from like, are for like the middle age and then younger hippies. Anyway, they all look like they shop there and they all, they all dress like Morpheus and they stand there next to the, this thing, this like homemade clock. It looks like a craft project that they're unveiling at their, their local community center. And so they're, they're oh, Biden's getting us, which I agree. I totally think he is. I was promised wars and hellscapes and annihilation under Donald Trump and we didn't get it. We didn't even get smod. And now they're moving the doomsday clock seven minutes to midnight. They moved that. Well, they moved that to Cuban Missile Crisis in 62. Now they moved. And then 2010, they moved it back one because Barack Obama worked on climate change. That's how stupid this is. So because he worked in the cult of non-scientifically supported weather theory, uh, they moved it back one because he promised to give everybody. He promised to throw money at the sun. And so. You know that, and so now they moved it now 90 seconds to midnight, and they're all there in their weird, you know, Morpheus attire. Sidebar, you want to know? So, you remember when Blade went to the vampire headquarters and they were all there in their evening wear? Same energy. So, they're standing there and they take the blanket off and they're like, The doomsday clock. Why have we not heard more weeping and gnashing of teeth about this? I hate playing this game, but you know I'm right. If Trump was in the White House and they moved the doomsday clock, they're little, I feel like I'm watching a really, really messed up like picture places or picture spaces or something like that, like a really bad Saturday morning cartoon. If Trump was in the White House when they did this, you would hear nothing but this. Doomsday clock has has been moved where now it's closer to midnight 90 seconds from midnight all human life on earth is going to perish it's all you would hear all you would hear is this but because it's biden they're like man i don't do you even care what the doomsday clock is they were like, it's 100 seconds to midnight. Now it's 90-something seconds to midnight. What happens at midnight? <sighs> I don't know. FAFO? I'm not sure. They, it's the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. They provide academic journals on science and global security issues. Anyone who gets involved in a, in a scientific theory that lacks consensus and they present it as fact, I don't consider you a scientist. You're a propagandist at this point. But I love how everyone sits there. Now, how do you, I mean, think about this. Well, we better tell the world that they're all going to die. Yeah. Let's, let's tell them. And then they, they did this. They moved it back like a second because of Obama and climate change. Which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <sighs> I don't know. I, um, They said they look at nuclear war and climate change. Those are the two simultaneous existential dangers. That's how they define it. I cannot roll my eyes hard enough. I just got over a migraine yesterday. I don't want to like tempt fate again. I cannot roll my eyes hard enough at this. So they're saying now they're, they, they said that, oh, well, you know, the, the situation with Ukraine is looking bad. That's well. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, if you are interested in, if you like cheese, and you want to make $1,000, 
You might be able to get paid $1,000 to eat cheese before bed as part of a new study into nightmares. They said that the, this is so stupid. Now, here's the part. Here's the problem. They're going to have blue cheese, hard cheese, soft ripen, and dairy and lactose-free cheese, which sounds like punishments. And they said that five cheese testers are going to be given a list to try over three months. You have to log your dreams and nightmares. Who Who is doing a study on this? How is this a study? Who's paying for this? It's, there's a, they, they want to know if different cheeses can cause nightmares if, if eaten right before bed. I hate everything. This is so stupid. You know what? I hope they do get nightmares because it's that dumb. Elon Musk is accused of caving to pressure from India to remove a BBC dot critical of Modi, their leader. Uh, it's a censored report. Uh, that Twitter and YouTube already did it. Of uh, well, YouTube did it. Of in- their Indian Prime Minister, in coordination with the government of India, officials asked big tech companies to take action against this doc exploring Modi's role in a genocidal 2002 massacre in one of the Indian states. And uh, officials said it was a propaganda piece, so they did take it. And well, coming up, I'll tell you how Turkey took over, uh, terrorized the mobile home community. Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want, the way you want it. The Dana Show. Oh, up quick, still on gun violence. Uh, we have spoke, uh, like between me and some friends, that uh, in this country, and this, I'm, I'm making this point because because we need to remind people that. America is the only country on earth that people die by gun without even being on, in war. Because I'm giving this example because in Africa there is countries in, in war, but people doesn't even have access to gun. It's very hard because the government and everybody is very conscious that the guns can cause a lot of destruction. But in this country, it's very normal for everybody to have access to gun, and this needs to be controlled. But what can people like me, common people, can also, what can we do to help control guns? In this what kind of, that was asked of Corinne Jean-Pierre at a press conference yesterday, uh, which I thought was so bizarre. It was, a, it was a, a reporter from Africa to the White House spokesperson via Tom Elliott at Grabian. Says America's the only that. Uh, I think the Islamic militants that are butchering Christians or the child soldiers in parts of Africa might want a word with her on this. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. They might want a word. Laughs in cartel. <laughs> I mean, for real. Who says stuff like that? She does. That lady does. Golly, that was an actual question that was asked. I thought it was kind of dumb. But, um, it, I mean, it was a goofy question. It was, a, it was just a weird question to ask, like, at that time. And, you know, what can some... Well, first off, maybe if you're going to criticize, you know, the country that you're in, then be... Uh, then then don't, because we don't care. I mean, again, laughs in Islamic militant. or Just stop. All right, so I've seen this piece. Harris has been huddling with House Democrats, Democrats and stressing unity it's coming from the hill they have a lot of material to work with it's very important that we they're trying they're not gonna they're the the house democrats are gonna get rolled that's what's gonna happen and i saw some of the stuff coming out for let me pull this up i think i had this in your prep about the senate the prep email that i send out because the uh senate or maybe it's i'm sending it out to you tomorrow if we have time to really hit it 
they're already looking at 2024 Senate and there's going to be a lot of toss ups and all this. I think it's too early for Senate 24. But it is interesting, though. There's there's it is, you know, kind of it is kind of interesting. Now, in the meantime. The. This is over at Boston Globe. Ron DeSantis's fear of American history. Remember yesterday I shared with you. The stuff that some of the just the tip of the iceberg of the crazy things that they were trying to pass off as like academic study in Florida schools and looking at what is it such and such in queer context. Like that was one of the things from one of their it's that's nuts or maybe not. No, it's it doesn't make any sense. That's not academic. It's all CRT, illiberal nonsense. And there are a lot of people that are agreeing with DeSantis on this, but Democrats are just, they don't really have anything to do except make up stuff about what isn't actually included in it, what it actually says, you know, all of this. And I saw the, there's a a couple of editorials written by some of the, some of the, the parent groups that have sprung up over the past few years whether it was parental groups going after schools over mask mandates and remote learning. And these, a lot of these were were created by Democrat parents, parents who have voted reliably Democrat for years. And then when they saw all of this stuff, you know, in action, they were like, we can't do this anymore. So they, that was it. Um, But it's whether it's that or whether it's, you know, their opposition to a lot of the critical race theory that has been this liberal nonsense being pushed in schools as academic truth when it's really propaganda. Um, this is a, a it's something that a lot of parents, no matter what their political backgrounds have been, have been able to find a lot of common ground. And it's very scary to the left because the left is only effective when there's division they can when they can ride astride the division that's it and so in florida some of the groups that have written agreements or have written in agreement with what DeSantis is doing they're democrat founded groups and i mean there are a couple of them and i have shared previously in in uh prep emails They've agreed with it. There was another, I was looking for this actually right now because I have another editorial on this, where to reject this woke AP non-curriculum, it's the College Board Pilots Advanced Placement African American Studies course. And like I said, we've talked about it, how it is not actually about, the way that they say it is, oh, they're opposed to teaching about slavery. No, actually, that's not at all what is in this. They're rejecting teaching the like there was like a whole unit that was that was I'm going to pull this up. There was a whole unit that was teaching something uh, African queer context, which is like such a. That doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make this. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm pulling this up. Bear with me. Because we were I, we were reading this from the actual thing, uh, the 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 very thing that they had, uh, and it and it just here and I have the one of the letters that was sent. Um, it, none of this it's not academic. It's it's all you guys know the CRT stuff. Like here they got and I'm looking at all the units. 
there's a difference. Like it, nobody opposes teaching about, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, things like nobody's opposed to teaching about the history of the civil rights movement. Nobody's opposed to teaching, you know, about uh, the 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 history of slavery in America. Uh, no one's no one's talking. No one's opposing that. What people are opposing, and I'm reading the I'm looking at the units here. Black queer studies looks at queer color queer of color critique, uh, intersectionality. Uh, sexuality studies towards racial analysis. I mean, I'm reading from the thing. What what place does that have in high school study? AP anything? Don't just like say, oh well, it's AP. Like, oh, it's avant garde. It's advanced placement. Uh, you know, so you can get you get to do more things like this. This is not academic. This is illiberal garbage. Uh, teaching Black Lives Matter as anything but a communist propaganda movement. Uh, I mean, they, they, they promote the abolition of all prison, like all any, I mean, really, it goes beyond just advocating for restorative justice. It gets into the abolition of prisons, period. Uh, and that is topic 4.26 in this unit. And the study argues that the way that they present it, they look at it like, oh, well, this is the United States specifically incarcerating black Americans. And they present it as like a modern, they present it as like a new form of slavery. That's how it's presented in this. That is not academic. That is a ridiculous, progressive piece of propaganda that is not situated on fact. So, yes, they are right to reject this stuff. I mean, there's a million things that I'm, I mean, I could sit here and we could just go down. A lot of this is like, these are topics that you've heard before that have been rejected elsewhere. They promote reparations, topic 4.30. And they, 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 the people that they cite are, I mean, they cite people who are like Angela Davis, a super avowed communist. Uh, I mean, all these CRTP, all of this. None of this has anything to do with actual academics. It's communist propaganda. There's, there's, this isn't, yes, you, you can understand like abolition of prisons, post-racial race, reparations. Yeah, you can have a concern about how that would be presented to high school students. This is, it's crazy. Especially when we're falling behind in test scores in so many other things and so many other areas. And kids have taken such a hit academically. Why in the world are we main, why would we want to mainstream this illiberal nonsense? So yeah, he's entirely right to reject this. Because they, the way that they, and the way that the left is reacting to it is just nonsense. It's just, it's, it's shameful. They have to sit here and, and lie about what is being taught. So they say, oh, well, you can't, be, you can't teach about Martin Luther King Jr. You can't teach about this or, or the history of uh, civil rights. And that's, that's not at all what's being done. That actually is being taught. That's part of American history. There are factual things that have happened. This other stuff is communist garbage. I mean, by the way, you've had um, people have said, oh, it's a whitewash of American history. I mean, there's a, people are objecting to the, the, ideological bent of this content something that is not even implemented yet in schools so no one's whitewashing anything all other historical and fact-based things are being taught 
I mean, it's they sit here and go, oh, well, it's not. You're, they're not. Kids are never going to learn about Thirteenth Amendment. They're never going to learn about that Frederick Doug. Nobody who is a, who is appreciative of American history, devoted to actual education, opposes teaching these fact based historical things. And and by the way, the woke the Stop Woke Act that was passed in Florida, um, that actually mandates the teaching of uh, American history that includes everything from Middle Passage to Frederick Douglass and all of that stuff. So I don't know where they're getting this, that it's been banned. It's actually, it's actually mandated in the Stop Woke Act. But what they're wanting to do is present curriculum in, through this CRT context, this Derrick Bell-esque, I've been writing about this for 12 years, this Derrick Bell who, who popularized it in college campuses and pushed it from there, and and use it as use the classroom as this ideological battleground, and this curriculum is the weapon through which they will uh, present CRT illiberal nonsense as facts when it's not. I mean, Black Lives Matters talked about it, the way that, and I'm re- I mean, I'm looking at. It. Let me pull this up. I'm reading it right now. I have the PDF, and it gets into everywhere. The way that that Black Lives Matter is taught is they act like this is a uh, any any criticism of it is you know basically is racist and all of this and they ignore all the violence they ignore all the riots they ignore everything that's associated with it in in this pre- in the presentation of this pilot proposal how are you doing that and claiming that this is fact based i mean why do why do high schoolers need to learn about black queer studies that's literally a topic i told you that it was like 4.26 that's part of the units that's that's wild. I mean, that's not it's no, we don't we don't know. And this whole point, like I said, of pushing this is all about undermining the legitimacy of the country's founding. If you can in court, if you can put it in people's minds that the establishment of the United States was done so on a false premise, then you then that's what they're wanting to do. It wasn't founded on liberty. It was founded on bigotry. Uh, then you're calling into question everything on which the country is based, including people's freedoms. It is a way to further subjugate people. That's what it is. I noticed this, too. I thought this was kind of goofy, and, and we'll get moving because we got Florida man. Um, they had this guy over at Daily Beast, Jake LaHutt. He wrote this piece that said, uh, a look at Ron DeSantis's digital strategy. There are a lot of people that are acknowledging what DeSantis has been doing in Florida, and I thought it was weird that they went after Christina Pushaw, who is one of his comms people, and they questioned apparently without even talking to her. Oh, well, she's uh, she's uh, they're hi- they're basically saying intimating that they're basically hiring uh, people to uh, as a as an A team of influencers, and it's like what? And I tweeted about it. I said this is bizarre to me that the media's take is because people are outspoken in support of the Florida initiatives that DeSantis is doing, that they want to see their own governors do in their states, that it must mean that they were somehow paid or hired or recruited by people like Christina Pushaw. Maybe, I know that's how maybe it works on the left, but just maybe people just like acknowledging good leadership. And maybe some people, <clears throat> I have it, would like to see their governors pay attention to this to, to this, so that they can do it in their own states. Whoo, allergies, <laughs> I have it. Ooh, allergies are crazy in here. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. (laughs) Oh, 
man. All right. So where do you even start? So some of these I can't even get near reading. Let's do. We got this one. A um, No, I really don't want to read this one either. Kane, this is you. What? All right. I cannot read this story. Dude, you want to read this sentence? Let me put this in slack for you, my friend. You sent this over. I did? Yes, you did. You sent, you're like, here's this. Look at this. Do you want to read that sentence on here? Put it in there. Let me see. I like it. You want to read that? You're going to make our Pennsylvania fits go (laughs) mad. They're going to go crazy. You can't read this. Juan's dying. Juan knows. So let me just give you the, I'm not going to, a Clearwater woman, a Florida woman, she was facing a shoplifting charge. She was taken into custody. And while she was being booked, a body scan revealed an anomaly that warranted a strip search. The anomaly was protruding from a place where no anomaly should ever protrude. It's my favorite part of the day. And she tried to tell them that it wasn't a literal crack pipe, but it was. And she got even in more trouble. That's literally all I can say to you. That's literally the only way I can share this story. But what did she tell them? Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you what she said. We got we got people in Pennsylvania that are very holy and they're going to be very upset if I continue further with it. I will get the email from them. So she said something to the cops. She did. She was trying to convince them that it was something other than a crack pipe, the anomaly, in the area where no anomaly should be. It's his fault. Third hour next. God help us. The same FBI that spied on President Trump's campaign that altered evidence in front of the FISA court that lied to the FISA court now has an agent who helped launch the Trump-Russia investigation who's under indictment for taking money from Russia. And understand it's not... Well, that, was, that was not the audio that we wanted. Uh, welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Can I have audio sound by 10, please, that's highlighted I on the rundown? The, the damage, the, the violence that came about in the 4th of July shooting at the parade in Highland Park, Illinois, where a fellow discharged 83 rounds in 60 seconds. This is unthinkable. Anybody who believes that's what the Founding Fathers had in mind historically is just off okay. base completely. Dick Durbin, can I call you Dick? Senator Durbin, what? Well, it's his name, Kane. It is. Do you just not like that kind of lack of formality no, with our elected You're correct and formal. Yes, but I just, you know, I've always wondered because sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, call me," you know, first name. I we call him Dick. So, first off, welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon Dana Lash here. Third hour, top of our third hour. This glorious Wednesday. I don't believe that. I mean, going by his argument that the founding fathers supported murderers going out and just murdering people. So that argument isn't going to work. However, if he was saying that the founding fathers didn't have quote unquote assault weapons in mind, boy, oh boy, do I have some history to share with you? I Can you imagine if they had like what the military carries? And remember the whole term assault weapon is it's a quasi made up term. It was referenced once in this army field guide, whatever, And people now use it, people who don't know anything about guns but want to make laws about what they don't know, i.e. guns, they use that to describe any 
blackish looking rifle that looks like they don't know what it does. And that's this and it's basically any semi-automatic rifle. That's the best way to describe it. But if the founders had like what the military had, dude, it would not have even been as long as it did. It would not have gone as long as it did. We may not even have gotten Francis Scott Keys. We might have gotten the national anthem because it may not even gone that long. We would have. I mean, can you imagine? Washington would have just opened up. But as it was, you had John Belton's gun. You had the puckle. There's a whole bunch. You had the 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 Kentucky rifle. All kinds of stuff. There were a number of advancements. We had the quote unquote infant weapon. We had semi-automatics at that time. They were just super expensive. They all knew about them. They all talked about them. In fact, Congress is even talking about adopting those for military use in Washington's army, but it was so cost prohibitive that they just weren't able to do it. But what they were able to do actually was incorporate uh, uh, rifling, which helped with accuracy and really kind of changed the battlefield, changed the game, so to speak. So to sit here and say, well, the founders didn't have, they didn't know it. You're just ignorant of history. And if we're still going to go with this stupid argument that nobody has freedom of speech except from what they can speak in the town square and that which is limited to quill and parchment. Here's the great thing about natural rights. They are, it was written and acknowledged as such that it doesn't matter the technology or advancements of the time. It does not matter the medium. A right is a right that is not made anachronistic by the passage of time. The end. Can we call you, Dick? So that's my little thought on that. All right, we got more here. <sighs> now we have all taken a deep breath. We are looking at what's happening in D.C. And I just, I wanted to bring up, let's look at the schools. I saw this video last night. I've been trying not react in a... Desensitized is not the word I want to use. How can I best describe this? I was thinking about I was writing a piece about this last night and it ended up being so long that Substack wasn't going to send it out. So it's just, I'm like, it's coming. I just got to cut about a thousand words out. But I was writing about, you know, all of these examples of all these videos. And they're so, like the one I showed yesterday of the dude. I mean, clearly who was a dude with facial hair was trying to go into the women's restroom there was this video it was an actual discussion they taped this like they were doing something great and they were there you had these activists that are masquerading as educators and they were sitting in what i think is like a preschool or a kindergarten class and they had this doll and they were telling these kids you know what basically confusing them with pronouns and and trying to brainwash them into with non-scientific theory and it all gets down, it all comes back to sex. That's what it all comes back to. And I don't mean how people identify. Everything is so hinged upon sex in our society. Even identities are all orientated around it. That's all, everything's oriented around all of this. So there was this video of this teacher who was sitting in this class, they had this doll, and then she was talking with other activists slash educators about the reaction of the kids to what they were telling them. And they were like, oh, so-and-so is non-binary, so-and-so is this. And you can tell some of the kids are like, oh, well, they could just be, you know, non-binary. Or, and they were telling the kids, oh, use they instead of him or her or he or she. Just listen to some of this because this, our kids should be learning the basics of life. This is sexual propaganda listen 
huckleberries. Today, I wanted to introduce you to a new friend in our class. Well, this huckleberries is my friend Nash. It's their first day in our class. They're just looking around at all of you, and they're so curious to know who you all are. Today uh, was fun. It was really interesting, though, knowing going in, being like, I don't know what questions kiddos are going to have or what they're going to say, um, which is both like nerve-wracking, but also kind of exciting. It's that place of um, not knowing as a teacher and just being okay with that. It's like and my friend likes to ask the question: stuff, Are you a boy thing. or a girl? And Nash answers, "I'm just a kid." But a kid. But kids can be boys or They can be boys or, or girls. Or yeah. Or maybe non-binary. Yeah. Hmm. It was just like. Or maybe non-binary. Non-binary. I mean, yeah. this is. That's just something that we know. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is just know. wild to me. And you wonder why we're falling so far behind in academics. Because this is apparently what we're teaching kids. And you're erasing these amazing differences. And just a difference is not, it's not a pejorative. A difference is not a detriment. A difference is not a deficit. It's just a difference. But that's how the activist left views it. I'm just, when are these kids going to learn about, you know, math and reading and writing and, you know, all of this? Oh, after, you know, the, the revolution will be complete when the language is perfect. I keep seeing these videos everywhere and... There's so many classrooms that this is happening in. There are so many, like you have libs of TikTok, and then there's a ton of accounts that are just like libs of TikTok that do the exact same thing. That's how many videos there are of this. So many different things in so many different classrooms, whether it's in college or high school or junior high or elementary. And then you have these teachers that get on and they sit here and go on and on about how society is so mean because they can't share how they have sex with their class. Why is, go, I mean, going after the kids has been now set up by the activist left as the new measure of whether or not it meets their definition of inclusion. If we can push this on your kids, then that's the measure of whether or not you are inclusive. Not your kids, but you. We're going to go after your kids. And what gets me too is that so many people are so terrified to be thought of as bigots. We're... In, in our town, for instance, we're going to have another school board election. There's going to be another school board fight, and there's all kinds of stuff, you know. And there are so many parents who are so excited if other people step up or if other people do something, but they're so terrified to say anything themselves publicly. They're so afraid to. They don't want to rock their position in their neighborhood. They don't want to upset anyone at church. They don't want to upset anyone at their work. And I'm just thinking... Do you, what do you value more? Your, the perception that your neighborhood has of you? The acceptance that you feel in your particular adult group of friends? Do you value inc being included in whatever community that would do this to your kids more than your actual kids? It's a harsh question to ask, but a lot of parents need to be asked this. There's so many people who I get it that they're terrified to speak up because they're worried about how this plays out at their job. 
but they're fine with other people sacrificing a hell of a lot more because too few people will stand with them. They're fine with those people doing it. I always say that that's like warming your hands by somebody else's fire, the fire of their actions. I mean, a lot more people need to speak up about this stuff. Otherwise, it's going to be fait accompli. It's going to be pretty much set. In Florida, they're doing it. And elsewhere, they're coming together to do it. But parents really got to ask themselves. I, I, and I, there's one woman who will not talk to me in my community anymore because I just straight up asked her at one uh, group. Uh, it was a group event. It was a fundraiser. She was like, oh, I just don't know. You know, I just, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's trying to be active without rocking the boat. And I go, are you more concerned about rocking the boat? Or are you more concerned about safeguarding your child? I just asked her that straight out. And she was offended. And I go, if you're offended, then why are you here? If you're offended by me asking that question, then I have to ask whether you're interested in actually serving the issue or are you more interested in being served? Because we have too many damn people who want to be served and who don't want to serve. And if you're too good to serve, then you ain't good enough to be served. So a lot of people got to ask themselves this question in their communities. I get people don't want to get canceled. But you got to have your fear over what may happen to your kids be greater than your fear of being canceled. And being canceled by who? Do you really give a rat's ass about the good opinion of some of these people? I doubt they can have good opinions. Sorry, but if you're going to sit here and talk to kids in elementary school about sex and how you do it, I really don't care about having your good opinion because I don't think you got a good, good opinion to start with. So I really don't care about your opinion otherwise. We turned in su- into such a society of sissies that we can be defeated simply because we're terrified of what someone thinks of us. It's asinine. Get over it. <sighs> Got to care about your kids more. It's a harsh truth, but a truth nonetheless. All right, so we have headlines on the way. And we're also going to get into few other things here we've got all kinds of coming up probably next week or so we're going to start talking about some of the fair tax stuff there's some good and bad um i just really just don't know why we don't have a graduated consumption tax but that's that's a whole other thing we're going to get into all of it uh and we have uh today stupidity on the way we got headlines and i got some wokery for you as well and i know i was i and oh my gosh i have one of my favorite headlines ever i've been waiting to share this about the turkey thing And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Oh, I have a million headlines here. Okay, so I love this. This is from KMOV Channel 4 in our, our neck of the woods, our hometown. A community says, quote, this turkey has literally taken over our life. A wild turkey, not the liquor, an actual wild turkey, is terrorizing a mobile home community. Actually, it's from KMOV Channel 4, but it's in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. The residents in this Minnesota mobile home park are fighting with a wild turkey. They've been, like, months. They said it's attacking neighbors and chasing cars. They, they named the bird Reggie. So they said they named it after the pardon turkey and Freebirds because we thought it was silly. Now it's no longer silly because Reggie won't leave. Reggie's terrorizing everybody. They said that he is not afraid of people. He is not afraid of water. Uh, the community says they're living in fear because of this thing. Somebody needs a good turkey gun. I'm just saying. It looks like Reggie might be delicious. They said it, uh, one woman said it jumped on her husband's truck and wouldn't get out of the truck bed and kept pecking at the window. One said it rode to Chipotle with me one time. That's a literal quote. God love these people. They said that one drew blood. It pecks at the tires. Even neighborhood cats have to watch their backs. Uh, Rachel Gross, one of the women who lives in the area, says, I have to carry my broom and my water and my golf club literally everywhere I go. 
They're worried about the kids. The kids live in fear. They have to have people wait with them at the bus stop because Reggie could attack them. They said the kids carry sticks just so that they can beat the turkey away if it tries to. This is like one of the most ridiculous stories. Someone come help these people. Come get that turkey. Go hunt Reggie. Sounds like there needs to be a Reggie hunt. This is what it sounds like. They're begging the animal fish and animal wildlife to relocate the bird. I'm just saying, you know, Reggie might look good on a platter around November. Just, you know, it's one of my favorite stories ever. A hiker found a human skull at South Mountain Park. Foul play is suspected in Phoenix. Of course it is. Detectives are following leads and working with Maricopa County Medical Examiner's Office to identify the victim. Uh, A school cafeteria worker was arrested for selling food laced with pot. This was in Kentwood, Louisiana. 45-year-old Tometrica Cons, a temporary cafeteria worker at Jewel Sumner High School, was arrested for selling homemade baked goods laced with marijuana. Somebody snitched on her. No, so they should, she should have been doing that. What are you doing that for? And antidepressants, they say, now can take can cause emotional blunting and take the joy out of life. Uh, Today yeah. in duh. I want to hear more about that turkey. Stick with us. we got more in store. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. Intel committee is is Santos on the Intel committee? Am I allowing shift? Am I allowing shift to be on other committees? Go right ahead. Is something that means you should be removed from the intelligence committee, but why is it not a factor? Well, let me be very. This is a man who should not be on committee. Something you do have power. He's got elected by his district, so. Okay, let let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not. Okay, in all respect. Thank you. No, no. Let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the Inspector General said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, He used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all Ooh. committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee. But Kevin McCarthy is... Well, that was just this morning. He was in a bit of a bit of a fight with the press there. And he's right. That was a good way to handle it. I think he's uh, any criticism people had of him. He's redeeming himself with folks. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Bottom of this third hour. And he's right. I mean, Adam Schiff was the guy who out, who was out there promoting and pushing this fake story. How are you going to go around and be like, oh, I want to I need to be on the. 
intel committee. I want to be on these high, I want to have high ranking positions on these committees, except he himself has proven that he, he's just, he cannot at all whatsoever be honest with the American people. I don't want anything like, I don't want anybody like that on any of these committees. Do you? I will say I'm not cool with Santos being on any committee. George Santos, the the guy who looks like a grown-up duck face from Full House who I cannot stop talking about because the whole thing is hysterical to me. For real. Um, I just can't. He really, I don't know, him, I really don't want him really on any kind of high-ranking committee either, if I'm being honest. But voters will decide if they want him. But this, this whole thing, and they, they were asking him about George Santos because Democrats are 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 livid about him about santos being uh seated we talked about this a little earlier so the whole thing is the whole thing is 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 if they only practiced they were only consistent and that's the big that's the big inconsistency they're not they these people they whether it's adam schiff whether it's Ilan omar whether it's any number of uh, eric swalwell and that was in response to by the way uh, it, it, to the that that follow correct me if I'm wrong that followed the presser that Swalwell Omar and Schiff had about where they whined to the assembled press about being I, booted. I think it was actually just before. Okay. Okay. Their their uh, press conference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was the big that was the big press fight this morning though. Good for him for going out there and doing that. Good. Good for him. Now, as it relates to the GOP, I saw this. That was good for them. I don't know whether this is true or not. The source, I don't really know if I trust the source. It's being said that the RNC wants its 2024 candidates, what they say, out of the bubble. And they hope that they can team up with mainstream outlets and that that would pay off for their candidates. (sighs) That maybe would have worked 15 years ago. Doesn't work now. This is... Because it presupposes that those entities are even going to be fair and balanced. You honestly think that you can pair up with an MSNBC or an NBC or an ABC or a CBS or a CNN? You really think that you can team up with any of those outlets and to get people out of the bubble? The problem has never been Republicans going out of the bubble. Republicans go on those shows. They go on senators and representatives. They go on all of these shows. The, the issue is that a lot of people on the left don't go on conservative-leaning programs. That's true. That's, I mean, I can speak to that from personal experience. And do you honestly believe, considering everything that we've witnessed, why, how in the world do they think that this gets candidates out of the bubble? How do, in the world, if this is true, because... This, it's a new media startup, and I don't want to give it any attention because the people who help create it are skeptical. But if the RNC wants candidates to be put to the test during primary debates, I can't think of anybody who would do that better than during, you know, with your talking to the people who are your, your base. But they say that they're, they're trying to figure out how, like they said that it, uh, Jeff Kaufman is the Iowa GOP chair, and he's saying that, yes, RNC is reaching out to networks outside the right, It proves that candidates are willing to take tough questions, even as they decry bias by moderators. Why do you think that you have to prove anything? First off, I would be fine with this if these networks and these other outlets were actually fair and objective. But you're talking about entities that pushed propaganda. You're talking about entities that pushed 
the the impugnation of the characters of half of the voters in the country because of whom they voted for and as though that they were somehow complicit in this fraudulent russian narrative that as it turns out the fbi was the agent leading that investigation ended up being the one that got caught up in it so this i i this whole idea uh, you had some who were saying that you know you can't put legacy media on a pedestal which is true i agree with that I mean, you, the traditional news outlets have been to the detriment of traditional news. These people who are activists masquerading as members of the press have done more to ruin the legacy and purpose of the free press than anyone criticizing them for their actions of doing so. So this idea, because see, remember the RNC last year, voted to pull out of the commission on presidential debates and what they do is they sanction etc these election debates that's what they that's what they do they they make determinations who's gonna who's gonna host it who's gonna do this it's this nonprofit, and it's supposed to be a joint venture with democrats and republicans equally represented and they determine uh, you know, who's going to participate in the debate, if they're going to be televised, you know, how they're going to be televised, the formation, they, they, they get all of that set up. That's their whole thing. And so Republicans actually voted to pull out of that last time around because the way that the debates were being organized was so ridiculous and favorable to one side, it was pointless to still participate with that commission. And I agreed with that move. But this whole push from some of these state chairs in the Republican Party. This whole push presupposes that A, they'll get a fair shake, that B, the partners with the conservative outlets would even be interested in a fair shake, and C, that people are even, if you are are aware that there's going to be a debate held, you know it's going to be super biased. You know it's going to be just a clown show because it's going to be favorable to one side. Are you actually going to watch it? Because the only people that are going to watch it are going to be the leftists who want to see the candidates they dislike because of ideology get get wrecked on air. That's it. The viewership for these debates has been down significantly. So I just, I don't think it's, I have not seen any gesture of goodwill from any of these other outlets to even think that they would be even remotely decent partners in any sort of uh, cooperative effort like this do you i don't would you there there's some people say oh they they can't be in a bubble how is that in a bubble the issue isn't isn't whether or not the right is in a bubble the issue is whether is the the bubble of the left people who can't who don't who who are honestly believe well my face panty isn't going to work unless you also wear your face panty Or my injection is not going to work unless you have an injection. These have been the same entities that have pushed this propaganda. The same entities that push the Russian stuff. The same entities that dox private citizens. The same entities that, you know, ignore the mostly peaceful, you know, fiery and riotous protests from BLM and everything else. You know, the the media entities that ran all the ridiculous J6 stuff. The media entities that have ignored the bombings and arson of crisis pregnancy centers. The media entities that run false narratives and outright lies on different politicians strictly because they are 
differ from them ideologically, you honestly think you're going to get a fair shake from that. You honestly think that you're going to get a decent question. You honestly think that the Commission on Presidential Debates is going to even in any way be the referee between these two, you know, entities cooperating on a on a joint event. No, no and no. I'm so done. Mark Hamill is defending liking J.K. Rowling's tweet. I've said forever that, that Twitter is no place for nuance, and he's now repeating me. He's, man, he, oh, after Parkland, he went at me so hard. So I just really don't, I'm not going to defend him. It's just nice to see that the left become a victim of its own circumstance. Frankenstein's monster. I mean, that's ultimately society becoming, uh, you know, falling victim to, to what it creates. Because the, uh, this is all over the uh, uh, transgender movement, which is apparently in Britain and Scotland. I mean, it's pretty, you know, wild here. But there they had signs that said behead turfs and all kinds of stuff. De- or no, sorry, decapitate turfs is one of the, some of, not one, some of the signs. Hamill said, what I liked about this exchange was someone, I hate this phrase, what a stupid phrase. He goes, what I liked about this exchange was someone speaking their truth to power. What is truth to power? There's no such thing as their truth. I've said this for years. There's no their truth. There's no your truth. There's no my truth. There's just truth. And then there's your opinion. So it isn't, we've, we've removed the word opinion to lessen how ridiculous it looks when people get all up in arms and hysterical over a difference in thought. And now we start calling it my truth. Just breaking down the, con- the structure of that sentence makes it even, it sounds dumber than it did originally. Their truth. No, they're speaking their opinion publicly. It's not truth to power. They're publicly speaking an opinion. That's it. He adds, Twitter is unfortunately no place for nuance. Well, he's contributed to that. And now he's falling victim to it. So the A&W people, I think this, this was a joke that they did, guys. But it's funny. The A&W people, let me pull this up. This is the root beer people. My oldest son loves root beer. Loves, loves, loves root beer. They, after the M&M folks, you see the M&M folks when they came out with their, they were over shoes or something. So A&W, restaurants and root beer, they put out, I didn't even know that they had a mascot. Did you know that? A mascot named Rooty? Nope. Rooty? No. They said, quote, America, let's talk. Since 1963, Rudy the Great Root Bear has, has been our beloved spokesbear. We knew people would notice because he's literally a six-foot-tall bear wearing an orange sweater. But now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. Therefore, we've decided that Rooty will wear jeans going forward. No worry, though. He'll remain our official spokesbear. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He's unbearably blah, blah, blah. So I, they just did it, and then they actually did say this is just a joke. I hope he, I mean, is he going to be in pants? Nobody expects the, you know, fabricated bear to be in pants, but I think it is. I, li- I just like that they're like, Rudy's a dude, and he's a he. So I, I'm not opposed to them doing that. I actually like a root beer. I don't drink it because I think it tastes like cough medicine, all root beer, but what? yeah, it does. Oh, man, I love it. it does. You know, what, what do some people think that cilantro tastes like weird stuff? They don't. So- Soap. They, I do not understand those people. But root beer to me, it tastes like a mild tussin. Any root beer, a mild tussin. 
It does. That's the... Y'all know what Tussin tastes like, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm just same, a huge same, fan. Same energy, same I'm taste. A huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of Tussin. I'm a huge fan of root beer. It's got to be the good stuff. Barks, I like Barks a lot, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't, I just can't do the, it tastes like that. If and, and it, But it does bowl me over that some people think cilantro tastes like uh, soap. I don't understand those people. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And sign up for Chapter and Verse, which is over at Substack. And there's always some good stuff that comes out over there. I was looking at a couple of... I was actually looking at this one piece where New York City Mayor, obviously Democrat, Eric Adams was saying it was unfair for big cities. Like, oh my gosh. He was saying that it was unfair for big cities to carry the weight of... Yeah, play the, of of all of this. This is actually today in stupidity. So we'll kill two birds with one yeah, stone here. Yeah, listen to this. Mind. Yeah, listen to this. So, how serious is uh, the the crisis at the border, and what what pressures are putting on you as a mayor of New York City? Well, I believe that when I took the trip to the El Paso, you could see firsthand the impact of how it not only. Uh, harm the foundation of El Paso, but look at Chicago, Houston, Washington, New York City. Uh This is just unfair for cities to uh, carry the weight of a national problem. He's just getting it. Just not getting it. What is it, 2023? Yeah, 2023. Just not pay your fair share, dude. Folks, that does it for us today. Sign up for the newsletter. I'll send stuff out on that as well. And uh, have a great night. I'll be back behind the mic with you tomorrow.